Hello there, fellow Sojourners, and welcome back to another edition of Appropriate in the Culture. On today's episode, with the election right around the corner, we're going to look at campaign ads and see if there's any lessons we can glean on how to persuade and influence people. I'm Pastor Shane, and I approve this message as we appropriate some culture. So Halloween is right around the corner, the temperature has noticeably dropped, and our YouTube videos are front-loaded with campaign ads that you can't skip because it's election time. But since we are in the business of trying to influence the culture, I wanted to take a look at some campaign ads and see what they're doing right or wrong and what we can learn from it. Check out this one. All right. Hey, did you get coffee? I did. And it got us right back. What? Whoa. This inflation is no joke. Yeah, Republicans need to stop whining and start helping. Well, not today's Republicans. All you're gonna get is tax cuts for the rich while the rest of us struggle. They have other plans too. Just nothing good for the country. If these Republicans win, the whole country loses. Alrighty, so the first thing here is empathy. Inflation is clearly the number one issue. We can't hide from it. We can't run from it. Let's just acknowledge it. Inflation is here. It's a real problem, and it sucks. We understand. We feel your pain, and we're on your side. Empathy goes a long way in influencing people. I feel for those actors and their expensive coffee problems. That works. What doesn't so much work is the blame shifting. Now, can you believe the Republicans didn't vote for the Inflation Reduction Act? I mean, we didn't need them to, and we passed it anyway, and really it was more of a climate bill and didn't technically address inflation. Made it worse, actually. Why didn't those powerless Republicans stop our terrible policies? Not sure that's a winning message. I understand your pain, and it's someone else's fault, undercuts the empathy. It'd be a smarter play to say, I understand your suffering, and here are the proactive steps we're going to take to deal with inflation. But empathy and attack seem at cross purposes. Next. 250,000 illegals cross this border every month. This is an invasion. We know what to do. We need to finish Trump's wall. We need five times more border patrol. And we need technology to lock this border down. If we don't do these things right now, we're not going to have a country. I'm Blake Masters, and I approve this message. President Trump endorsed me because he knows that I'm going to secure this border. All right, so, okay, illegal immigration is a major issue, especially for a border state. But why are you tying the issue to Trump? Trump lost the state. It's not a particularly Trumpy state. So who is this ad for? You could easily make the same points without invoking Trump. It's not like Trump is the only politician to ever be against illegal immigration. And this is not a primary ad. It's not wooing a Trumpian base. This is an ad in the general. And so the lesson here is recognize your audience. This is a principle that we've talked about repeatedly. You need to recognize your audience and speak their language if you're hoping to influence people. And speaking of not knowing your audience, here's Gavin Newsom. It's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom, it's under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight. 
or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022. That's an ad for other states in support of Gavin Newsom for Governor of California. Really, it's an ad for a possible presidential run because a failed recall effort has deluded Gavin into thinking that he's popular. But this is California, Gavin. A heap of elephant dung could win election if it was a registered Democrat. But that doesn't mean we're particularly fond of the elephant dung. On the other hand, the elephant dung wouldn't make the ludicrous claim that women are criminalized in other states. It's not a crime to be a woman. I looked it up. Perfectly legal. So you can stop transing the kids now. But here's some more fear-mongering. I'm Nathan Shane Miller, and I approve this message. Who is Ashley Miller? In 2006, Ashley had her name legally changed. What's she hiding? What else don't we know about Ashley? Maybe her name's not even Ashley. Maybe her real name rhymes with Ducifer. In 2005, she killed this bunny and then dumped the body in the trash. Ashley Miller. Bad for pets, bad for cats, and might be the devil. Some solid points there. Pretty effective. But let's switch things up to something positive. Hey, Utah District 12, listen up right here. There's a new name on the ballot for the Senate this year. My name is Linda Paulson, Republican and awesome. Love God and family and the Constitution. I tried to get another conservative to run. Nobody could do it, so I'm getting it done. I'm pro-religious freedom, pro-life, pro-police. The right to bear arms and the right to free speech. I want less government control and regulation. Want to stop and expose all political corruption. Where's integrity, morality, accountability? Government programs should lead to self-sufficiency and support traditional family as the fundamental unit of society. But in schools, they are pushing for new beliefs. And just to clarify, as a female adult, I know what a woman is. This country, it's a blessing to be free, but freedom comes with responsibility. The Constitution needs to be protected, not changed or disregarded, but resurrected. If you share my values, if you like what I stand for, then give me your vote on the 8th of November. District 12 needs a choice. Let me be your voice, Linda Paulson. Linda Paulson for Senate. All right. Maybe not a serious candidate, and she was viciously mocked as cringe, but mocked by people who weren't going to vote for her anyway. And although I can't recommend anyone to rap ever, I will say the cringe is effective in one way. A no-name candidate running a straightforward milquetoast blasé ad wouldn't have gotten picked up in the mainstream, wouldn't have been shared, wouldn't have been reposted, wouldn't have been seen at all. Even if she's being mocked, I still know her name and know where she stands on the issues. That doesn't mean she'll win, but it probably does mean that she'll win more votes than the other fringe candidates. And the lesson here then is, whether we like it or not, marketing matters. You can produce great content, but it won't make much of an impact if people don't see it. And for no particular reason, I'd like to remind you to share this video, leave a five-star review, pick up my latest book, and tell a friend. Next ad. Ashley Miller called Kent evil and stupid. 
Maybe that's why she embraces policies that are against cat interests. In the past two years, Ashley has doubled the number of annoying tail-tugging babies in the house and even wants to have more. More? The New York Times called her dressing as Catwoman, pathetic pandering, ridiculous, and you don't have the butt to pull off those pants. And what was Ashley doing when cats were suffering? enjoying her two opposable thumbs while millions of cats go without. Ashley Miller doesn't have your back, cat. I'm Nathan Shane Miller, and I approve this message. I'm a little confused. I'm not entirely sure why or what that was about, but I found it very persuasive. And it leads me to my last point. Do these political ads even work? They're easy to parody and mock because they're so ham-fisted and heavy-handed and lacking in artistic subtlety. And you may remember that I criticized Christian films for precisely that and called them ineffective because of it. So we might think these ads would be ineffective in persuading or influencing people, and yet billions of dollars every single election is poured into these ads. So they must work, right? I think what we have to understand and acknowledge here is that it's already speaking to people with biases. It's a two-party system, and most people are already on one team or another. And those who aren't still have certain political leanings, even if it's issue to issue. These ads are not so much about persuasion as they are about confirming your biases and pushing you to what you were already leaning towards anyway. That's a simpler task. But that's not what appropriating the culture is going to look like. It's not going to be enough to confirm someone's biases. That's what Christian films do. But that's not enough if we want to change the hearts and minds of those who are disinclined to Christianity. That takes a lot more than a grave voice and grainy footage. Well, that'll do for today. As always, if you like what we're doing here, like, subscribe, rate, review. You can watch us on YouTube. Just type appropriate in the culture in quotation marks and it'll pop right up. Help share it with a friend. You can join my author's Facebook page. Follow me on Instagram. A follow gets you a follow back. Look me up on Locals or Twitter and check out my new podcast, Critically Acclaimed. It looks like this. And give a listen to my book, The End of Magic. And I'll see you next week for more Appropriate in the Culture. (laughs) 